this thing is a great gift for a strip show, dance show. Work there, dude. Welcome back, guys. On today's show, the conspiracy behind the furry death the day before Groundhog's Day, and we are killing the planet with our cooking, and the tell me about something about your job trend on TikTok, and what happened at the Golden Corral Stakeout. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? Is that better? <laughs> Is it more peppier for you? I know. I'm just in a, this funk. Nothing really has happened too much this week. I mean, as far as news-wise, there's a lot that's been going on. But as far as personally in my life, I wrote down a couple things here. I don't know. Uh, I'll touch on each one of them. A friend of mine who had uh, cancer for a long time, unfortunately, passed away this past um, this past Monday. Hold on. Let me get this right. Passed away, uh, yeah, this past Monday. And she was battling cancer and stuff and then had complications of COVID as well. So I don't know the combination of the of the treatment that she was going through. And how did, I don't understand, how do you get COVID if you're, everyone's masked, everyone in the hospital? You would think that would be the cleanest place to, to not get COVID or any shape, form, variants thereof of COVID. You know, you got the mask on, you're, you've got a, a very fragile patient. And, uh, one of her posts was back on the, the 24th of this month saying, Hey, look, you know, cancer and COVID sucks. <laughs> and she's going through that. And unfortunately, she just passed away uh, after a long battle with cancer for at least the last four to five years that I can remember. Now, another thing that I was I wrote down here, just a real small little thing. My wife does these Zoom call meetings, and I was listening to her. My gaming room is half of her office, so I have headphones on. I have to watch my language. So in her office, she does Zoom call meetings, and then she has to take a little break, and then she came back, and I actually heard her say this word right here. She said, sorry, I had to go take a bio break. In my head, I'm like, bio break? I'm like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it sounds like you're messing with beakers and test tubes. I, I And I asked her later on, I said, well, where did you hear that? She's like, I don't know. I just picked it up you know, at, at, at where I work at, and people started using it instead of going to the bathroom. I prefer you to say, I have to go to the bathroom. Then a bio break. It sounds like you're doing too much scientific stuff. Uh, also, uh, another thing I wrote down here, just real simple stuff, and then we'll dive into the show here. we got a big show for you, so stick around. And for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. Uh, we sit on about 22-some-odd acres. We have outside animals and inside animals, horses, chickens, cattle, uh, goats. The neighbor's cats are back. They, they were getting fixed, so the neighbor's cats are back on our property. And so that's what we do here. Another thing I wrote down real quick was... Uh, we're still waiting, still waiting for the new truck, the new design for Chevy to come out to put in our order for a new. Now my wife wants to get a, a 2500 Chevy Silverado uh, high country or something like that to pull the horse trailer. And so we sat around looking for that. So we're still in limbo with that. We're going back and forth as far as do we need a 1500? Do we need a 2500? Uh, do we need a diesel or a 6.6 liter? And we went back and forth on that. Just the conversation we have with that. And the one thing that we do, or I did, is my wife and I, we still have a couple properties in Florida, and now's a great time to refinance out there. So uh, we were refinancing one of the properties that had a, two loans on it, you know, a first and second mortgage. Combine those with the lower interest rate. I know this is riveting. Believe me, we'll get into the what's going on here in the news feed here in just one sec and all the little TikTok trends that are out there. And I went to the desk uh, to get a cashier's check. You know, the title company comes up and you give them the cashier's check for the difference of the balance of the escrow. So I'm at the desk with the the lady and she's from Russia. And she's like, yes, can I help you? And I'm like going, yeah, I need to get a cashier's check. Okay, uh, who is it made out to? I'm like, shit, I don't know. So I'm texting my wife and she says, make it out to Wells Fargo Bank, who's actually doing the 
refinance at the same time. I said, Wells Fargo. She looked at me. She goes, I had to put something in there, but a money order, you can do uh, write anything you want in there. I'm like, just give me the cashier's check. Okay. And she's got a mask on. She's rolling her eyes and she gets up and walks away. And I'm looking at everyone behind the counter and I'm like, God, there is no one behind the counter that's over the age. And I'm, I'm doing this very liberal brush that I'm paying with. No one is over the age of 30. And I remember walking to the bank sometimes. You would get some quote unquote what we call lifers and they would sit there. You knew exactly who they were. You felt confident giving them your money, your paychecks and stuff. And now they've got all these kids in there. And I guess just it's a result result of the way we are right now with people quitting, people leaving their jobs, older people not wanting to go into work or, or leaving the job because they're afraid of the COVID. Now everyone behind the behind the counter, behind the glass, the bulletproof glass that they have up now, uh, had their mask on, but they're doing the whole, when they talk to you, they'll pull the mask down and talk to you and then put the mask back up. It, it just doesn't make sense. Anyway, so she comes back over with a cashier's check and she looks at me and rolls her eyes and she's like, here's your check and um, if you don't use the check, you just bring it back and we'll put it back in your account like she's judging me hello romania ramona <laughs> stop judging me you're lucky to be here who <laughs> wasn't we had that other guy in office you'd be you'd be uh having some problems i i don't know <laughs> maybe she snuck in under the radar all right guys we have a big show to get into lots to get into a lot to talk about and you can be part of the show and the way you do that is go over to profit radio p-r-o-p-h-e-t radio click on be heard opens up a little microphone on your tablet your phone your pc whatever you're uh watching this or listening to us on you can leave a voice message comes right to our inbox and we play it on this this podcast, if you can get it in now during the live stream. If not, we can play it on the very next podcast, and you can ask us any question about anything that goes on here, uh, past podcasts, or future podcasts. <laughs> or you can just give it a little shout-out. Happy birthday, my, my cousin Joey. I love him. Happy birthday. He's only three. All right. <laughs> Stick around, guys. Big show. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to it is between me and that Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. That filthy cheap slut. You're listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's Profit underscore Radio. Follow us on Twitter. Get some updates and some great news. Stick around. We'll be right back. Deacon Live now presents you Lachlan Shaw with his latest song, Hollywood Clichés, a song about romanticizing images and love portrayal in movies and how it doesn't transcend into reality. For more information, check him out on ProfitRadio.com. But I ain't seen it, broke your heart as teenage dreams started to depart and all rebellious solutions fell away. Twenty-one, it felt so hard as adulthood it made its mark And now it's no one left to take it away And she said, life's not like Hollywood movies The right thing to say, then always put in a place And life's not like Hollywood movies, there's no guarantee Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Of course you do. Everyone wants something for free. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on free swag, and there's a little form right there. Just put your name and address and stuff. Let me, I ain't, I, I got too much shit going on. Uh, I'll send you out some stickers, some magnets for you. Just a little thank you for listening to us, sharing us, and uh, just being our friend. I'd like to say thank you. I hope I am your friend, and you are mine.
line already. Happy Groundhog's Day, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Groundhog's Day, for those overseas that listen to us, is basically they take this rodent that hibernates uh, throughout the winter, and if he comes out and sees a shadow, it's folklore, he goes back into his cubbyhole and hibernates for another six weeks, meaning another six weeks of winter. Now, if he comes out and starts walking around, starts you know gathering food, then spring will come early. Now, there's this big controversy that's going out there. The groundhog has died. Now, we have groundhogs in every state that want to glom onto this whole pond Satani film, which the movie Groundhog Day was based upon with, with Bill Murray. New Jersey is no stranger to this as well. New Jersey has Milltown Mel. Unfortunately, Milltown Mel has died the day before Groundhog's Day. So this is what you've been hearing on your on your Facebook feed, on your TikTok feeds. This is the groundhog that actually died. It wasn't Punxsutawney Phil in, in Pennsylvania. This is Milltown Mel. Considering the average lifespan of a groundhog is about three years, which is not a shock that Mel left us in in such a rough time this year with only few groundhogs hibernating this year it's so hard for to replace them because there are no babies yet until spring so we they've tried to find this is a speaker for uh, milltown mill we have trying to find another groundhog to continue this tradition in our beautiful lovely town unfortunately we have not been able to it now groundhogs last usually about three to four years and unfortunately they didn't have a replacement so that's who passed away <laughs> so in milltown new jersey milltown mill has passed away so get that straight now what's happened here in Pennsylvania, we'll find out if we have another six more weeks of winter. Now, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well, and the way you see this video is to go over to ProfitRadio.com, and once the broadcast, well, we're live streaming right now on YouTube, Twitch, and on our Facebook feed. Make sure you like and uh, subscribe there, or follow, I guess. Follow, subscribe, I'm not sure they say now. After the broadcast, we'll have this posted later on for you guys to watch it later. So, Groundhog Day, Punxsutawney Phil's shadow predicts six more weeks of winter, so let's find out what's going on with Punxsutawney Phil and what he has to say about winter coming up. So on average, Phil has gotten it right only about 40% of the time over the last 10 years. This is the 136th annual 136 year that Phil has made his prediction. Groundhog Day, a uh, Groundhog Day origins lie in ancient Europe's celebrations of Candlemas. So here we go. This is the actual declaration or <laughs> of what's going to happen. You should see these guys. There's a big, huge tree stump, but it's got Phil on the front of it. And all these guys, all these white, older, middle-aged, white guys with all these black jackets on. It looks like a cult. And they all have, like, the, the top hats like a magician would have. You know, I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat. And this is what they're all gathering around this stupid freaking groundhog. Here it goes. Shadow I have cast than a long, lustrous six more weeks of winter. Yays and boos. Six more weeks of winter is what Punk Sunny Phil has declared. So there you go. Get ready. Bundle up your kids. <laughs> Run down the street. Scream and cry and, and cause mayhem. Because six more weeks of, of winter. Now, along with this being Groundhog Day, there's also the new lunar year. And it is a tiger. This tiger year is the new lunar year. Last year was the ox. So as we welcome the lunar year on Tuesday, let's give a collective hug to the year of the ox because of the past. COVID-19 vaccinations allowed our family and friends to hug again. Because lunar year is tied to the first new moon and it starts any time between mid-January and mid-February. Last year, the holiday fell on February 12th. This year, it fell on February 1st, which is yesterday. So anyways, it's happy lunar year, which is the tiger. So hopefully this year will be better for all of us, all those out there that are practicing the new lunar year. Congratulations, I guess. But one of the foods that you have first of the year here in 
<laughs> here in America, usually the first of the year, New Year's Day, everyone has uh, collard greens and, and black-eyed peas or peas of some sort. And it's supposed to represent money and, and good wealth and stuff. There's something called turnip cake. And you're like, oh, but this is what they eat. One of the dishes that they eat for the Lunar New Year. Turnip cake, which is called, you ready for this? <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm making this up, but I'm not. Which is called Lo Bak Goy. Go G-O-H. It's Cantonese, and it falls in the latter category as far as what other foods that we have this time of year. Compared to other Lunar New Year's cakes, the turnip cake is most popular for one of few savory flavors in the New Year puddings. Together with freshness of white radishes, it can be quite addictive as a snack or a main dish. So you say, all right, well, why have they called it turnip cake? Well, it's not necessarily turnip. There was a bad translation, but they actually use radishes, green radishes and uh, white radishes to make this cake. So the scientific name of the veggie that was used for this beloved dish, you ready for this, is called Raphanus, Raphanustrium, well, I know what stativus is. Isn't that sugar or something sweet? Uh, try saying that with a mouthful of cake. But some of the common names are include the Chinese radish or the Japanese radish, which is daikon. So there you go. If you have uh, your new lunar year for the tiger and have some turnip cake, get a, get a second helping from me and let me know how it is. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, we'll talk to and find out what's going on with IT Dan. And everyone's jumping off the Spotify boat. It gets it sinking fast. There's a lot of holes in it. So stick around. We'll get into that as well. You're listening to Chicken Live right now on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Hey guys, we got more music coming up after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Boost your social media with Cloudsy. What's Cloudsy? Cloudsy is a social media marketing growth tool that can be used to boost your followers, views, and likes, and so much more. Never wait again for support. We are a social media growth tool that can be used to help promote your services on social media. Looking good on social media has never been so much easier with Cloudsy. Start showing how much your audience has clout by signing up today. Go to Cloudsy.net. That's Cloudsy.net. Dude, you're kind of ugly, you're not funny. How'd you get your followers? You know I do porn, right? You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Fuck you and your mom and your sister and your job and your broke-ass car and that's just your car life. Fuck you and your friends. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks and the way you do that is go over to Private Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts and you can find us on all your Twitch streams, your YouTube streams, your Facebook feeds. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on uh, Instagram. I'm not over there too much on Instagram. Uh, I take pictures with the show notes. A lot of people seem to like all the show notes that I have here and uh, as I'm waving to the camera. And we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We sit on about 22 some odd acres. Uh, we have horses, chickens, cattle, inside pets, and outside neighbors' cats as well. All right, guys, uh, let's go into and find out what going on with IT Dan. Hello, Travis. How are you? Hello, Dan. How are things? Not too bad. I was just on the recumbent bike. I'm up to seven minutes. I can do it. Oh, good. Without passing out? Yeah, without passing out, <laughs> without having a heart attack. I'll tell you, I was totally out of shape. I've gone from 
five minutes where it actually killed me to seven minutes now where it's, you know, it's exercise, but I'm not gasping or my legs aren't killing me. So, so what what was the term that you put? You texted me FFS? What's that mean? Uh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I well, I get these things from ZDNet and it says, you know, it's kind of like a teaser. It goes, what does this mean? And then you go and read it. And then I read other technical stuff after that. So every, everything is designed with a little hook to what can I do to get somebody into this, you know. So, and Kathy will always go up to me. Somebody texted me and they put this on it and I have to go and read it. Decipher and it. A lot of times, yeah, a lot of times I can decipher it. And I said, oh, it means this. You know, I remember that. It means don't return my phone calls, please. Lose my phone yeah. number. I mean, it's it's crazy how our society is. It is, Dan. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've never used that word before. Ever. Cray-cray. Someone says me cray, she sends cray-cray. I've got that from you. That's telling you it's crazy. You sound, you sound like that. a 12-year-old white girl who listens yeah. to hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. No, um, well, she's in her 50s and sent me this thing saying it's cray-cray, and I had no idea what that meant. So I got a text from my brother telling me that his son died. And I said, you know, that to me. That's cray-cray. Yeah. I, I'm old-fashioned. I, You know, you want to call somebody up and, and tell them directly, you know, on a phone call. <laughs> they're not the same as they used to be. So. Well, if they were the same as they used to be, nothing ever get done or nothing would ever advance. No. Speak- we'll, we'll go backwards. Yeah, either way. So. Speaking of advance and stuff, I watched that terrible movie the other day. That terrible? Was that the name of it? No, it's called The Eternals. Oh, the Eternals? Yeah, when you were talking about modern technology yeah. and, the, and the one yeah. gay black guy was trying to make sure, you know, it's a steam engine. They're not ready for a steam engine yet. No, give it to them yeah. now. No, they need to progress at their own rate. That movie was horrible. It was one yeah. It was one step up from, have you watched The Boys yet on, I think it's Prime Video or something like that? Well, actually, I like The Boys. I like The Boys, had, too. I yeah, Hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me, I thought it was much better. Let me, yeah. let me rephrase that in a better context yeah. instead of me saying yeah. I like Boys, too. I like the yeah. TV shows, the TV series, The Boys. All right, there we okay, go. Well, now we're fixed. That, now that, yeah, I was going to hang up on you after hearing another part. So. <laughs> I like that because it had some resemblance to a story, and, and it had people that were sadistic, and the guy who plays... Are you talking about The Boys or are you talking about Eternals? Yeah, I'm talking about The Boys. Oh. And that guy, the guy that played the captain with the cape and the flying around. Yeah, but I want, in, I want to talk about The Eternals. Banshee. What oh, okay, okay. Uh, the Eternals, uh, I looked at it and I go, this has a stupid story. I'm just going to watch it to see... You said you liked it, though. Effects. Well, I thought it was okay. I've seen worse, you know. Uh-huh. But it didn't. Ha- it did not have a story. It had, and, it had so much potential, it could have gone yeah. somewhere else and, and actually showed showed like yeah. the progression of time this back and forth jumping back and yeah. forth and i it didn't i didn't get it they yeah. jumped back when it was convenient to tell a part of the story that they didn't tell in the yeah. beginning and when people fly and it looks like they're landing like they're being let down from a crane slowly <laughs> exactly in one spot and land that's not the way every couple times they had somebody really take off fast and land fast I, you know and i said yeah that's the way superheroes are supposed to enter and exit not just come flying down and they're all standing in one place well the one problem i had yeah. was the super speedy girl like she can yeah. be super speedy all day long but when she grabbed like the other people and stuff who knows yeah. if their body can resist that kind of resistance or you know that kind of pressure on moving that fast like you might grab yeah. someone like she'll yeah. come in and grab 
got someone and take off. But when she gets to the other place, the only thing she's got is the guy's arm because she moved so fast it ripped it off. Yeah, that's what happened in the boys. So I like exactly. When went, yeah. So and I I don't I don't think that is I, you know, suspension of belief. I let that go in it, but it was just horrible, horrible writing. They just it seems like they're more geared like how can I get this special effect into the show and how can I do it? And I really didn't. I don't think there's one character in there. I said, gee, I really care whether this guy lives or dies. And Selma Hayek, please give me a break. Selma Hayek with her thick Colombian accent. And then you had um, Bublis, uh, what's her name? Jolie. She's in there. And as soon as I saw her outfit, I'm like going, I know she doesn't have boobs. I mean, I'm I'm trying to suspend disbelief and stuff. And I'm like going, no, no. They should have just made her a little bit more, like not so big and voluptuous. Granted, she's the the goddess of war and all that. But, I mean, let's tone her down. Let's make more Joan of Arc, not more Bette Midler, you know? Yeah. And it, I, I, yeah, it, it was a horrible movie. And there's <laughs> one call coming up called the 355 that I have to watch. And that's a spy one. And I got a feeling that one's going to suck too. So how did all your football teams win? What do you think about Tom Brady? He's dipping out on us. He out might. on you. I don't care. Yeah. I'm getting yeah, two shits yeah. about him. He doesn't. Well, no, he's, um, I think it's ready. He's, it's time, but he may stay another year. He hasn't definitely said it yet. What's his so contract saying? Um, I think he's still under contract, but they can quit that. You can retire any time under a contract. You can get out of it. So. Can you really? Yeah, you can't go to another team and do something, but you can retire if you want. So what's um, what's think, what's from stopping me? You know, I'm and I'm in yeah. college and I get drafted. I get drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then I sign a contract for four mil. Let's say four million dollars, something simple. You know, I'm not the best player yeah. in the world, but I'm not the worst ma- player in the world. I okay. take that contract, and the next day I go, I'm retiring. Can I take? Can I keep the four million dollars? No, no, you can't keep the money. Yeah. So what's what's why can't Brady? I mean, why are you saying that Brady can do it? No, I see, you can retire if he, let's say he's got, he signed a three year contract and they paid him for two. Uh-huh. If he retires, he doesn't get paid the third year. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, you can retire can. at any time. It just, you get yeah. prorated, I guess, yeah. essentially. And, and, yeah. And they have had a few players that just said, I refuse to play for that team. Don't draft me. Now tell me after the whole Antonio Brown thing, um, what's your response as far as, you know, he said that he was injured and the coach wouldn't put him or wanted him to play on an injured foot and he, and he was yeah. going to get this medication that the medication was, you know, by NFL League says this is good, but it's not the best for you. There are side effects. Yeah. Well, side effects is yeah. ripping off your clothes and running out of the stands. What is? Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything more about that, or what's your opinion well, on that? If, if I'm going to believe someone, I'm uh, the coach for the Buccaneers, I've always trusted him. He's a straight shooter. Antonio Brown is so far whacked out in crazy and incredible that I if he took you know if he told me he was a woman I wouldn't believe him no, I wouldn't no. believe him either yeah no but he's he's somebody that I wouldn't I don't believe him he's full of shit he is and he, he's pulled all these different stunts with all these different teams and, and the whole thing was that Buccaneers lost by a field goal and if he had a play that probably would have made the difference in the game and they probably would have won the game but, so so who's going um, to the Super Bowl now right now it's going to be the Bengals and the Rams is that going to be a good I don't know sports, yeah. Dan. Is that going to be a it, good game? It should be interesting, but what's usually you get the number one and number two seeds, the best teams to play in the Super Bowl. That's usually and how these, it works. And these guys are the number four seeds. 
both of them. So, so they're underdogs. They're, they're both underdogs. You know, they both have overachieved in the playoffs and pulled up upsets that no one would expect them to. You know, so it should be a good game and they should be fairly matched. No, if it's the, yeah. if it's the number four team and the number four team from both sides, it's going to be a mediocre yeah. game. <laughs> no, 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 because no, because they're, they're playing at the same level. And right, I, but I again, we, mediocre. Yeah, no. They're not. No, they're not the number one team. They're the level four team. There's a reason why they're number four. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, yeah. luck of the draw and whatever happened, you know, yeah. a, a accidental bounce here, a missed catch there, put them in the playoffs. But still, when it comes yeah. right down to the yeah. statistics of what they are, they're still the number four team on both sides. Yeah. So you're going to get this pro am. Amateur <laughs> football Super Bowl. Number, yeah, but those number four teams are that's from the regular season record, and they have gone through and they've beaten three teams better than them. You know, to get the, to get to where they are, both of them have had to play lights out to be able to beat teams better than them. Three, they beat three teams better than them. Each of them. Well, yeah, I mean that's why they're that's why they're in fourth. Yeah. That, that's how the numbers work. Yeah, but that's no. I mean, they've they've had to play three games because you can, you know, you can be the number four team, beat one team, and then be in the Super Bowl in the old days. So, but they've, um, I, I think it's been fantastic. Every game has been down to the last minute, and a couple of overtime games, uh-huh. and they've just been exciting. They've been. I mean, if you were going to write a movie and you had someone besides the people who write the Eternals can, write the movie, can Bruce and you Willis to, be in it? Yeah, if you wanted to make it like a Rocky movie and have all the drama and all the excitement and all these uh, every single game last weekend and the weekend before six games have all been fantastic i know my yeah. w- my wife was freaking out the other day I, I was like well put on a football game or something and she's like what do you want to watch football i go yeah i want a little bit of excitement because you know i'm an orlando magic fan and i like yeah. watching the orlando Ma- i wish i could get involved yeah. with the hornets but we don't have live tv yeah. here at the house yeah. so she happened to find the football game and it was the bills and the chiefs game when it went down yeah. to the last 13 seconds and unfortunately yeah. i didn't watch the whole entire thing i watched the for, yeah. first quarter and then that was it and it, it, it was a fantastic ending and I'll have to send you a link on YouTube because it was an incredible I mean I've been watching football since 1967 before they created was, balls yeah before they went you know they had helmets back then they weren't leather helmets um, I did watch hockey players play without helmets the goalies didn't have math so I am or teeth and actually, you know, surprising. They were, um, most of them, you should see them, still had teeth and stuff back. The goalies and stuff, would, despite playing with no helmets or no face shields or anything. Well, yeah, they're scared, like to, <laughs> scared to get in yeah. front of it. They're not going to put their face in, you know, in the way of danger. Yeah. And, I mean, Bobby Hull was shooting a puck over 100 miles an hour back then, you know, his slap shots. Do they, they, do they, do they still follow the, uh, the puck around with a, with a searchlight or whatever? I, no, I, they had, they had that stupid thing for a while and it was just, it was crazy. I can't watch, I can't watch hockey. First of all, I don't know anything about hockey. Second of all, yeah. I can't follow the fucking hockey puck. I'm just looking yeah. for the guy. I, it's like, a. Yeah. When you have a, a whole bunch of metal things on a on a tray and you have a magnet underneath it and you move the magnet around and the things on top of you can't t- you just watch everyone move to a certain direction you know you're moving the magnet underneath the table and the little metal pieces are going all over the place you can't follow the hockey yeah. you just follow the players yeah and if you you really have to have a big screen TV to watch hockey because the puck is too small it's you know it's one inch by three inch and it's just too small to follow around on a, like a 19 inch TV you need it you know on a wide screen it's better but um, At least a 26-inch uh, TV. Yeah, 20, 27 might do. No. <laughs> but um, it is a, fina- a fascinating game. And actually, it's probably simpler than football. I mean, basic thing, you've got to take the, take the puck and shoot it in the other team's net. Football is so complicated. It's a chess mass, and you also have to beat the other person up. 
you know, it's, it's two things. You can't just beat the other person up all the way down the field. You have to also outsmart them. And if they think you're doing this, you're doing that. And on defense too. And it's, it's a real game of chess and combat all at the same time. That's what I like about it. A new movie that came out from the uh, Happy Gilmore production company, who Happy Gilmore is, right? Adam Sandler yeah. movies. Kevin James is in a new movie called Home Team. Have you watched that yet? No, I haven't seen it. I, I let, Let's do it this way. Sometimes Adam Sandler movies are kind of hit and miss yeah. as far as you can go into an Adam Sandler movie going, all right, this is going to be totally stupid. It's going to be dumb jokes. Or yeah. he's had a couple good ones out there like, uh, what was it, Mystery Something? That was a good one. And a couple other ones. But anyways, this is follows the the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, and he gets okay. sus- he gets suspended from the the league because he was what was a bounty on people's heads for, for playing football yeah, or something. They, yeah, they were they would say that if you injured somebody, you get points and different, and they it's kind of an unwritten rule that you don't do things right. Like that. So, anyways, he got he got suspended after winning the Super Bowl. He got suspended, and he actually goes to back home. He's divorced. He goes back home, and uh, his son is like in sixth grade, and he's on a football team, and he goes out there just to reconnect. Just nothing planned just out there to reconnect with his kid and they got a very inexperienced coach and you know hey i'm just out here for my kid and he's like hey can you give me any pointers he's like yeah uh, roll this way and roll that way and then you can get the he's hiding in the pocket well then the play works of course it's a feel-good movie of course and and uh, they offer him a job and then he actually turns a team into an nfl team and treats the players as like nfl players he doesn't give a shit about them and then it comes right around and says you know we love you i'm sorry son let's reconnect that type so it it it's done very, very well. So it, it that's out there, and it's called The Home Team with Kevin James. A lot of people got a little stink about it. I don't know why. If you don't know anything about it and you just want to watch a good movie, a good football movie about an underdog coming up, it's a pretty good movie. All right, Dan, um, anything yeah. anything else before I let you go? Um, yeah, we, yeah, and our daughter's been watching these games with me. She loves them. Are you in the uh, toilet, Dan? Are you in the bathroom? No, no, I'm home. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm just looking up home team where I'm looking for the... Well, it's on Netflix, so that just came out on Netflix. It's good, yeah. Dan. I mean, it's a light, nice, lighthearted story about a football coach, you know, and, you know, trying to reconnect with his kid. It's good. And it's got yeah. a lot of football plays in there that are pretty good. So, um... What else you got? Anything? No, nothing else much going on. So it's quiet. And we've been watching Dottie for a whole week. She's been, uh, she, she is fun. She hasn't peed on the carpet, has she? No. Nah. <laughs> she is a classy woman. And, she's, and Dottie's what, 99? When's her birthday? Next year? 99. When's her no, birthday? This summer. So. This summer, okay. 100, 100 years old. Yep. She's going to be, she's trying to uh, get a little further than Betty White. <laughs> suck it, Betty White. That's what she should say. You should have a cake, and when you do it for Dottie, put suck it, Betty White. No, poor Betty White. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan. Yeah, I mean, anything else? I don't feel bad. Betty White lived a great life, so uh, yeah. I'll say that there. So. All right, Dan, I'm going to let you go. Okay, have a great day. I'll talk to you right. later, okay? Uh, okay, bye. Now. Bye. All right, guys, stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to. I'm not a loser. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Of course. Who the hell do you think you are? You are listening to the best inner rock. Inner rock. 
You are listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, like our page. I'm listening to you talk, I'm looking in your eyes, but all I can see is you taking more poundings than Omaha Beach before the ground assault began. 407-448-8800. With over 2 million plays and streams, and heavily influenced by Sly and the Family Stone, the Beatles, James Brown, Joni Mitchell, and yes, this is Doug Cash with his latest song, More Than Special. For more information, check him out on ProfitRadio.com. Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks and get yourself something for free. Go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the podcast section and you can see all the different podcasts that I'm linked to. Uh, I am on Bad Calls, which is Bad Calls here to the station. Telemarketers, you guys hear them all the time and I try to keep them on the phone as long as I can. <laughs> Making up names and stuff. And it's all real. It's 100%. Check those out. That's Bad Calls and also I am a co-host with a new podcast that is called Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We go over how to create sounder horses from the ground up and also is this going somewhere with IT Dan as well and all those available on all your podcatchers out there iHeartRadio, Spotify so on and so forth now a lot of people are saying that they're having bad <laughs> ready for this a lot of people are saying they're having a bad reaction to the vaccines or the boosters or anything like that. And they're saying that there's awkward side effects and everything. This one woman in Australia says that her headlights are on. And when I say headlights, I'm talking about her tits. And she says that her nipples are completely aroused at all time after getting the Pfizer vaccine. Now, I don't know if she's doing this for clout or, I mean, she's probably one of those Instagram TikToks. She's just doing it to get clicks and likes. But let's hear what she has to say. And don't forget for your podcast. We do. We have a matching video. You can see that as well. Go over to ProfitRadio.com. Let's see what she has to say. What's her name? Let's see. Creator TJ, who runs an Instagram and TikTok account, called it without even reading the episode. It's called Whippa Snippa. Shared an unusual dilemma with her audience on Sunday. She claims that her headlights, quote unquote, headlights remain on even when she was sitting next to a heater when the outdoor co uh, temperatures are as cold as 40 degrees. The headlight euphemism is typically used when referring to the appearance of the prominent nipples. And, oh, really, they had to put that out there? Duh. If you're a guy and you don't know what the headlights are on, you're an idiot. Or you're something else. So let's see, hear what Whippa Snippa has to say. So everyone's been pointing out to me that in all my videos you can see my headlights. My headlights are on. Your headlights are on. I can see your thingies. Yes, I know. I can't help it. And I'm trying to work out why that's happening, especially on a 40-degree day. And I've worked out that I had the double vaccination and I had Pfizer. Now... Ever since then, my headlights have been on. 40 degree days, headlights on. Walking around the supermarket, headlights on. Lying in front of a heater, headlights on. And of course, she's got to put a whole bunch of her things. She's an Australian influencer. <laughs> so she's going through Has all this stuff. Has anyone else had this problem because of the, the double vaccination? Or am I the only person that's just stuck with their high beams on all the fucking time? 
Now, it'd be different if she was like this hideous, disgusting old lady, you know, my headlights are on all the time. <laughs> People would go, you're gross. I don't want to see that. But she's, of course, taking advantage of this to the full effect to get all the clicks and likes and to get her stuff. So that's whip a snip over there saying that because of the Pfizer vaccine, well, maybe that's a good thing. Pfizer vaccine, her nipples are on at all time. She could always get into the diamond cutting business. She could be a burglar cutting glass. I mean, there's so many jokes there. Now, a lot of people don't believe in the vaccination, and, and we try not to get a little too preachy here. Uh, I've taken the show in a different direction just to talk a little bit more about the mainstream stuff uh, and give my spin on everything that's going on around us. Now, the way they get their vaccines, of course, their proteins from this and, and animal plant-based this, and then, all, of course, man-made chemicals and all that to, to make you not get sick with uh, not necessarily the COVID vaccination, but just anything in general. But right now, scientists are trying not to annoy the king baboon spider. It's native to Tanzania. Tanzania and Kenya. The excruciating bite can cause days of pain, swelling, and muscle spasms in human. With that in mind, it seems ironic enough that a new study suggests that the spider could one day inspire new kinds of painkillers. So I started watching that Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. God, that first episode, I was so stressed out at that first episode. I don't know what it was. It was so much. It was just f so full. Like the whole entire episode was just, I couldn't watch it. I'm, I'm going to try it again. But if you've watched that, let me know how it is. So they're using this new spider, the uh, King Baboon Spider, the spider bites are practically synonymous with pain. And all the hallmarks of spider bites is the sensation of pain. So the first question is, does it hurt or not? Because it's the criteria is what they're saying. How do spider bites help scientists understand how pain works? There's a weight loss drug out there that was actually inspired by lizard venom. So they're slowly working in and trying to figure out if they can use this spider bite or the, the baboon spider, which is a tarantula-based product. <laughs> animal. It's an animal? No. Eight-legged. Someone's going to get me on that. I know. Arachnid. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. People on the texting service there, on the YouTube channel. Now, speaking of YouTube channels, iHeart, Spotify, and all them, Joe Rogan's catching a lot of shit, and people are jumping out off that ship left and right. We had, uh, what, last week, Neil Young, relevant guy. He jumped ship. The next one just recently is Joni Mitchell. Now, if you're not familiar with Joni Mitchell, she is a long, outstanding folk artist along the same times as Neil Young, and she's pulling all her stuff off of Spotify as well. Again, it's these older people, this older generation, and they're mad because Joe Rogan is supposedly, quote-unquote, giving out false information. Now, I had a discussion with a gentleman the other day. He, he said to me, he goes, well, he's giving out false information. I said, because you're on that side of the fence, hearing the conversation. I said, but I'm on this side of the fence listening to your conversation, and I'm thinking your conversation is false. Once again, it's free speech. I can say I, I believe in the coronavirus or I don't believe in the coronavirus. I can say that there is a God and there's not a, a God. I'm in the middle of watching a series right now called Afterlife, and Ricky Gervais says something to the effect that over since the existence of mankind, there's been 3,000 gods. But your God, the one that you believe in, is the only one, not the other 2,999. They're not existing. So, I mean, what do you believe and what, what don't you believe? Another thing I said to him, this gentleman, who I was having this quote-unquote discussion with, I said, isn't a vaccine supposed to eliminate? a problem as to let's say like a flu shot it's not a flu vaccination it's a flu shot oh god oh my god i think uh seven mary three just left the iHeartRadio thing because i said something stupid like that so all these different artists are, are dropping off the face of the earth actually dropping off spotify they're going to turn around and sell all their uh stuff to uh, i think it's uh, bmi kmm something like that let's see who else has jumped ship uh niles lofgren you know him 
In addition with his work with Crazy Horse, Lofgren had a successful solo career creating popular tunes like You Lit a Fire and the title track to his 1976 album Cry Tough. He's also known as a member of the Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, uh, having been brought into a guitarist and vocalist to replace Stevie Van Zandt when he left to pursue a solo career. All right, and Graham Nash is pulling all his stuff. Now, he's the Nash from the Crosby, Stills, and Nash band. I guess he's hanging out with Neil Young. I guess they're getting along fine. India Ari, am I saying that right? A-R-I-E, R&B Stardust, was the first major artist outside the rock genre to pull her tunes from the platform. The, the star said on Instagram that she also takes issue with Rogan and other content beyond his coronavirus coverage, uh, specifying pointing at the comedian's language about race. I don't know. I've never listened to his podcast. Is good? I don't know. Ari 46 is also known for her hits. I'm not my hair and the heart of the matter and the video along the same line. Let's see. So that's who's jumped ship so far. And I'm sure there's a couple other bands. I, I, I saw that, um, uh, sexual chocolate pulled all their music from Spotify as well. All right, guys, when we come back, someone else is in some hot water and has come back and apologized. And I, I don't know. Well, she's come back and apologized and we'll dive into her situation too. Everyone's getting in the hot what's, water here. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. If there is the next time, I will turn you in myself. Four four eight All right. eight eight zero zero. That is awesome. You know, it's tough love. Deacon Live now presents you Jeannie K with her latest song Run. For more information on her, check her out on ProfitRadio.com. Back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Of course you want to be heard. And the way you do that is go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the little blue bar right there on the landing page there. And uh, you can open up a microphone and you can leave us a voice message. Comes right to our inbox here. And we'll play it on this podcast if you're if watching us on the live stream on Twitch, on YouTube, on, or on Facebook. Or you can uh, leave it to us and we'll play it on the very next podcast. Even uh, some of these podcasts we've had since 2019, I'm sorry, 2017, in full form. So you can ask us any questions about some older podcasts. Uh, any questions about any of the podcasts that we've had in the past, and we'll play it or answer the question on the very next podcast as well. And don't forget to uh, like us on your social contacts as well. Now, my wife and I, she got into, how do I put this? She bought some, saw a commercial for oat milk, and I described you know, oat milk and everything uh, past p- couple podcasts ago. 
So when I went grocery shopping the other day, I said, well, let me go get another thing of oat milk. And when we bought it the first time, it was a gallon jug, and it was at Costco, and I think it was like maybe $5 and something cents, and it lasts for like three months. So we ran out. Of course, I'm not running all the way to Costco. Uh, we live out in the middle of nowhere. Actually, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte in a beautiful little town called Marshville. We're about 40 miles from Costco. I'm not driving all that way for a gallon of oat milk. So I went to the local Walmart. And you've heard my trials and tribulations with the local Walmart that I have up here. Uh, it seems like I have a problem with every place that I go into. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm Florida boy, born and raised. And, you know, these backwoods people are, <laughs> you know, there goes my ratings. I'm going to get thrown off whatever platform you're listening to me on. But all the people out here, it's a little different pace of people compared to where I'm from. So my patience is not thin, but is very, very stretchable and pliable. And I try to apply it around some people's necks sometimes. So I went to the local Walmart and was trying to get oat milk and they didn't have oat milk. I was like, oh, the only thing they got is like a half gallon of oat milk. And I was like, oh, and they got 15 different flavors. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just getting a gallon of milk for three, three bucks rather than the half gallon of milk for, you know, Walmart. It's going to be like six something. Well, this lady was in Walmart and she freaked out. A Walmart shopper, and this is all on TikTok. I'll show you the video here in just one sec. A Walmart shopper allegedly sets fire to the bounty paper towels after being mad that there were no almond milk in this whole viral video on TikTok. The 11-second video also shows an employee using a fire extinguisher to put out the paper towels, and the fire seems to extinguish itself by the end of the video. The video has over 8.5 million views and is the latest evidence of items at Walmart has been set ablaze since this whole pandemic and everything running out of everything. A man was arrested for arson after setting a fire to a household product in North Carolina. Hey, that's probably mine right here. So on and so forth. So you want to see this video? Uh, let me switch screens here so we can all see it and we can all be friends here we go this is the video of someone got mad because walmart ran out of almond milk and it's the big you know you've seen the paper towels the big bounty paper towels there's like 12 pack rolls they've got some on the bottom shelf some on the middle shelf some on the top shelf so here we go i'll make sure we got the volume up i'm i don't know if there's any like this there we go so the whole thing is a blaze and i say that's a good good blaze if you're watching it i mean it's what I would call a rocket ship engine, this fire that's <laughs> blaze on the shell, and then it's out. So this must have been going on for a while before someone could get over there, and there they go to go knock it out. And she set fire to the, the towels because they didn't have any oat milk. I mean, I won't, why are you drinking oat milk? Because I'm trying to save the environment. I'm trying to save the cows. I'm trying to save the planet and stuff. I'm drinking oat milk because it comes from oats, and, and we can reproduce oats and, and make milk and stuff. You don't have oat milk? I'm setting fire to these Plant-based tree paper towels. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to melt this plastic. I'm going <laughs> to... There goes the ozone layer. So your whole uh, valid point is mute. You know, you set all this stuff on fire, and then, you know, you're kind of counterbalancing what you're trying to do. Now, someone who's trying to counterbalance what she has done this past week is Whoopi Goldberg. Now, I was I don't watch The View. Try not to watch The View. Uh, it, it just makes my skin crawl, some of the stuff they say. Now, I know they've got a, a wide panel of people with various beliefs and backgrounds and everything. Thing. But sometimes you're just like going, God, what are you saying? And unfortunately, Whoopi Goldberg fell into that same trap when they were talking about the books that were being banned here lately going into the new school year. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, a book called Beloved, uh, a new book that's come out talking about the Holocaust called Mouse or Mouse, M-A-U-S, uh, talking about the concentration camps in, in 
and the Holocaust that was going on through World War II. So they get on this whole debate, and I'll play the clip that got her in trouble, and you tell me how you feel about this. So here we go. This is uh, Joan Behart, and I don't know who the other girls are. They're, sorry, I'm not up on the view. I know Whoopi and Joe Behart. Now, Joe Behart is a Jewish woman, so she can understand and relate to this book. So listen to what happens as they discuss this book about what's going on and what's the actual intention of the book. So here we go. Make sure I'm on the right screen. To kill a mockingbird. Oh, here we go. Colleges. This all started in colleges and universities and not wanting to make kids uncomfortable. And we talked about it once here on the show with actually Van Jones when he said, if I send my kids to school, I want them to be uncomfortable. I want people to push back on their beliefs because otherwise we're not preparing kids to go out into the real world. We're preparing them for a world that doesn't exist outside of their own house. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe it's, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's about a different race. But it's, you could hear the gasp in the audience. when I mean, you could take the air out of the room when she said this. I'll play it back one more time. You can listen to it. Right? to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. Oh. It's not about Maybe race. Maybe it's, 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 no, it's, it's about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about what race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. Okay, so that's one topic. I understand that. Now she's trying to backpedal a little bit. But Joan Behart kind of like her ears perked up. She's pulling her the her coattails down. She's like, okay, well, be then tell me what it's about. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about and, and race. It's it's but these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they How do we have to black people see them, them as white and they But you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Uh-oh. Joan Behart's okay. Whoopi, you tell me. You know, my people People have been, you know, all the things that the Jewish community, dating way before the Bibles were even around. You tell me, Whoopi. You turn it into race. It goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse... Should you be worried? Should should your child say, "Oh my God, I, I wonder if that's..." <laughs> you can hear the producer. All right, roll the music. Let's get out of this. No, quick. that's not what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, "I don't want to be like that." Well, hopefully. I well, want to be cool. Yeah. And in- well, yeah. Most kids. Most so kids. that's what that's what Whoopi said. So I don't know if you're familiar with a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Michael Rappaport. This was his retort on that, talking about Whoopi and what <laughs> she actually said. So here's Michael Rappaport. Whoopi Goldberg. Love you, big fan. I know you. Uh, you went on your show, The View, today and said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. Yes, it fucking was all and only about race. It was about kill the Jews, exterminate the Jews. They're not white. They're Jewish. That's like saying slavery wasn't about race. You need to apologize. You need to explain yourself. Not good, not cool. Uh, 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 and especially a day when in Orlando, these fake fucking wannabe budget, good for nothing scumbags are down there uh, playing playing dress up cosplaying uh, like they're Nazis. Down in Orlando. Leave the fucking Jews alone. Everybody just leave the fucking Jews alone. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. You tell them. Leave the Jews alone. <laughs> and all could be said across the board for all that as well. So, uh, with that being said, Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended on the view over a hurtful Holocaust com- comments that she has made. Uh, the daytime panel show co-host is off the program will be suspended for two weeks making controversial comments on Mondays about Jewish people in the Holocaust. 
So there you go. She suspended two weeks. Is that enough? Is that too much? Uh, you tell me. And the way you do that is go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on Be Heard, and let me know how you think or how you feel about that whole suspension and everything. All right, when we come back, this kid actually snuck his book into the library, and now there is a two-year waiting list for someone to read this book. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Watch out! Hey, you're on the air. I am. You are on the air. I okay. Uh, well, I I wasn't calling to talk on the air. I so I guess give me a call back when you have a second. Okay, I sure will. Thanks for calling. All right, bye bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was about, but anyways, stick around. We'll be right back. Hold on, let me get my glasses on so I can see it. What is that? Oh, it's a bitch! You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Jeannie Kay is a young, talented singer, artist, songwriter, and the future of the music here in the United States. This is her latest song called Her. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. that are played here on Deacon Live and for full-length songs and stuff, make sure you go over to ProfitRadio.com. Click on their little page there for more information on each one of those as well. Now, AS for TikTok. You guys are big fans of TikTok? There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a whole new language out there. Uh, you've got Stitch. You've got Slide, <laughs> Bump. You've got Cell. Uh, you've got Duets. You've got all the stuff with TikTok. Now, another thing that's popping up in the TikTok dialogue is something called AS. Now, the AS for TikTok it's contributed to Adult Swim. Now, back in the day, I think Adult Swim is still around. No, I think they, they disbanded in 2017. Adult Swim basically is the adult content for cartoons. So cartoons that had a little bit more risque topics. Some of them had language, maybe a little nudity, a little butt show in there. Something that, you know, kids under the age of 15 aren't supposed to see in front of their parents. Beavis and Butthead would be a prime example. They would be on Adult Swim. Family Guy, for the most part, they were in the beginning before they got canceled three times and brought back. Uh, Rick and Morty is a prime example of the cartoons that you would find on the Adult Swim. And one of the things that Adult Swim was doing for a long time was called these things called bumpers. The hashtag AS is bringing that back around. And if you don't know what the little bumpers are on um, on the Adult Swim, it's these little like one word or one sentence phrase, and then it shows a little clip of something, and then goes right back into it's a small little commercial that's played in between the commercial breaks. And if you want to see this one, I got a couple examples of them right here for you. And you go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live, and for every podcast we do, once this broadcast is done, you can see this video as well we are also streaming live on twitch and youtube and facebook as well make sure you like us over there so here you go here's a just a little thing right here so it says adult swim a video call is coming in and it's a little dachshund in front of the screen and then call is ended just something as simple as that 
Uh, very simple, but that's a new trend going on TikTok right now. So if you see hashtag AS and you see these weird videos, that's what they're referring to is these uh, little bumpers that Adult Swim used to do. And they're kind of bringing that back as well. Now, this gentleman right here is doing a clapback on Doritos. This is all TikTok. This is the clapback to someone on TikTok if you think they're wrong on doing something. So a Frito-Lay worker shuts down a TikToker who claimed that he exposed how Doritos were made. Now, before we show how Doritos are actually made, we'll watch the video here of what the guy said how Doritos were made in the first place. Now, granted, you know, to make Doritos, there's a whole long chain. You know, you have to do this. There's 15 different steps to get to the finished product. So this guy was probably in the shitty part of the job and was showing this. And what you're seeing here on the video, it's a big vet with almost like this peanut butter looking paste. And it's what Doritos really look like before it's pressed and baked into a Dorito. So it's this hot peanut buttery looking thing, jiggly, and... It's just in a big vat, and he's moving it around and shaking it. So he's smacking it, and it's not really, you know, taking shape. It's just like this big old peanut butter blob, for the most part, in this big old container, which you would think it's got to start somewhere, right? Well, this gentleman right here actually created a video, a follow-up video, showing what actually happens and explains actually what happens for... And he's going to show you how it's actually made. Now he's got to he's got to go through all these different doors. So you're going to hear a whole lot of key entries, key entries, and then he's going to sit down at his desk and, and show you what's going on. He looks like more of a operator supervisor in this area. Yes, so I work for Frito Lay. So let's go. Key entrance. Door one. Key entrance. Door two. Three. So I'm going to talk quick. Here we so go. Pretty much, I couldn't show you anything other than opening doors and stuff because kind of a big secret inside there. Anyways, so what we have here is actually some maza, which, you know, it's kind of like Play-Doh, really, but it gets crushed in two rollers and then just kind of cut into the shape that you guys usually Looks know. Looks like white cookie dough. And then fried and all kinds of stuff to make the regular Dorito, whatever that was just ain't true. Alright, so that was what he said as far as what the actual video was. And let's follow up with the guy who actually made the video and see what happens, what he's saying. Man, look. I'm going to say this just like this. Because I ain't trying to get banned. I ain't trying to get reported. Y'all already be the police on here. I do not work there no more already. So y'all can look up anything, whatever. You could type it up to your blue in the face. You could talk about it to your green in the ears. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody can tell me about what went down in that warehouse and what was made and what was being sent unless you worked with me. And if you worked with me, you're not going to be on here commenting and saying woo 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 because people scared to lose their job. But you see me, I didn't care. I don't care about these jobs. I don't care about these corporate companies. Y'all be so hurt. Oh, Doritos, so mad. See, that's the problem. You know, there's no loyalty to your brand. That's y'all. You feel me? If y'all want to eat Doritos, y'all could do what y'all want to do. I ain't saying don't eat them. Oh, bro. I just want to let people know what they putting in their body. Y'all finna climb down my throat over some Doritos. I'm out of here. I'm going to go light up this blunt and, and hang out with my friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> Give me a break. Come on, man. We know that there, there's a lot of stuff that goes on when making products. And sometimes, do you ever seen how Chicken McNuggets are made? It's a pink slurry. It's a pink slurry. If you saw that in the beginning, I wouldn't eat them. But when you see them in the end, you're like going, hell yeah, I want some goddamn uh, Chicken McNuggies. They look delicious. They look delectable. Now, this right here, listen to this story. This kid becomes a national sensation after writing a comic and sneaking it into the library. Christmas. Christmas. C-R-I-S-M-I-S. 
came early for this pint-sized comic book uh, subscriber. Many kids fantasize about being a famous comic book author, even at a young age. However, an Idaho second grader actually achieved this dream after he snuck his homemade graphic novel into the local library, and it got published. Now, the 81-page story is flying off the shelves and has been even inspired other young novelists to follow suit. This is him saying, I wanted to put my book in the library center since I was about five years old. The Boise native Dylan Helbig, Helbig, there he is, eight years old. The inspiring uh, scribe has reportedly spent four days writing and illustrating his magnum opus, The Adventures of Dylan Helbig's Christmas, which tells a fictional tale on how Dylan travels back in time after the star atop his tree explodes in the story. And you can see it looks like, I mean, it literally looks like a, a kid wrote it. You know, the house on the hill and crayons and things are misspelled on the cover. I wanted people to read it, he said. So during the top secret op, the tank reportedly forced and sneaked past the librarians and put it on the shelf while slipping the comic amongst the other titles. However, when Dylan went back to check on his story, he discovered that the masterpiece was already gone. After hearing the heartbreaking news, the mother, Susan, dialed the library to see what was amiss. After she found out the little boy stuck the thing in the on the shelf. Dylan's book definitely fit all criteria, insists the branch manager, Alex Hartman, who, with Dylan's permission, processed the book and made it accessible to anyone with a library card. So we are proud of him to add it to their official catalog. So anyone with a library card could now check out this book. Now, with that being said... There is a two-year waiting list for anyone to go in there with a library card to check out this book. Now, whether it's being published or not, they haven't decided that yet. But here, this little kid wrote a little comic book, 81 pages long. My comic book would be five pages long, <laughs> and that's with pictures. This kid right here wrote a comic book, 80 pages long. Is that a novel? That'd be a graphic novel, wouldn't it? Slipped it on the back shelf of the library, and everyone's wanting to, to watch or read it now. All right, guys, when we come back, do you know what a grandfluencer is? <laughs> We're just smashing words together and making them up. Stick around. I'll get into that as well. And also, the great Golden Corral Stakeout. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. I am feeling a little peculiar. And so I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deeper. Listening to. Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Fifteen really personal questions you should consider asking on a first date if you don't want to waste your time. Careful okay, though, because you could scare some folks away. Also, maybe oh. duet me your answers. Sure. Okay. Okay. Do you want kids? Yeah. No. Do you want to be in a monogamous relationship? Yes. Do you want to get married one day? No. Maybe. Who did you vote for in the last election? Nobody. Who do you first go to for support? Your partner or yourself? Both. How often do you drink or do drugs? A lot. How done are you with your ex? Very. How important is religion to you? Not that much. What's your main priority in life? How uh, often do you want to do it? A lot. How adventurous are you in bed? Very. When an argument happens, do you initially want to process it or get some space? 
Aren't those Would you thing? ever be open to relationship therapy? Yes. What's your number one deal breaker? Oh. Why do relationships typically end for you? Podcast, I didn't ask these questions. Okay, fuck it. What's next? You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon You want something for free? Of course you do. Go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the free swag section and fill out the little form there, and we'll email you or mail you out. We have sticker packs out there. We have magnet packs, uh, buttons, pins, stickers, all that stuff. Uh, just fill out the little form. I'm not going to do anything with your email address. Believe me, I've got enough shit going on here. I don't need to harass you or anything. like. I'm not selling your stuff anything. I just want to say thank you for listening to us, sharing us, and doing all the stuff that links us to you and you to us. And I just want to say thank you by giving you some free stuff. Now, this woman right here was applying for a new job and this TikToker claims that she didn't get hired because of her voicemail greeting. Now, I know there was a time I had a business and I was also looking for a small part-time job and my business answering machine, you know, my cell phone would say, you know, welcome to ABC company and leave a message, press one, press, you know, whatever and such and such and such. And I get a call and they would say, you know, this message is for blah, blah, blah. And they wouldn't know if they had the right number or not. So I had to fix that and change that around. Now, sometimes you just say uh, the number you have reached, you know, Blank, 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 is not available. Please leave a message, which is the generic one. But everyone wants to be cool. Well, Zaniah Jones wanted to be cool as well by putting her own spin on her own voicemail answering thing. All right, so this is her actual voicemail. When you call Zaniah Jones, this is what you get if she doesn't answer her phone. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Naya, and I'm back with another banging banger. I'm sorry, I couldn't answer the phone. Please leave your name, number. Yeah, you know all that. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Uh. So that's when you get, when you dial her phone number, that's what you get. So I guess she was applying for Harris Teeter. And Harris Teeter, this is a message that they left her. And she's saying that the voicemail message that she left on there was the reason why she didn't get the job. Listen to what they say. Yes, Miss Jones, I recommend if you apply for a job and you expect somebody to call you, that you have a more appropriate uh response on your uh, voicemail so uh thank you for applying and no need to give us a call back here at harris theater thank you man bye so i don't know if she got the job or was was going to get the job until the guy heard that message but i mean it, there's no difference between all right you know it's cool it was cute it was a cute message but what what if someone was to go on your facebook page and see you you know double fist and Jaeger bombs and you're applying for a bank teller or something like that, you know, like the Romanian girl that I ran into. Can they do that? And based on your, your Facebook thing, they're saying, you know what, you, you're qualified, you're, you're perfect for the position, but, uh, you know, that, that whole you sliding down the slide with, you know, half naked girls or half naked men on your face. Yeah, we're, we don't like that kind of action here. So, it still affects job uh, applications as far as, you know, how you portray yourself on social media. So I, I would agree that the voicemail was a little, I mean, it, it was okay. <laughs> if, if it's friends calling friends calling friends. But, yes, if you're having some kind of professional professional level of someone calling you back for a job interview, I would just, it takes two seconds to click it to generic voicemail. You know, the number you have reached, you know, one two three four five six seven eight nine is unavailable. Please leave a message. And then you can just click it right back. It's a very simple thing. I don't know if she wanted 
the job or didn't want the job or not. So obviously not a whole lot of thought process was put into that as well. Now, this company right here has thought a lot about jobs and how to eliminate some of them. What they're doing right now, Domino's Pizza. You ever heard of that dump store? That that garbage pizza that's over there? Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I've lost another 15,000 listeners. <laughs> Uh, off of uh, Stitcher or something stupid like that. Domino's will now tip customers $3. All right, now let's backtrack a little bit. First of all, they've changed the name from Domino's Pizza to, to just Domino's. Then they said, the CEO said, look, came on the air or came on TV, made a commercial, goes, look, our pizza suck. The bread sucks, our filling suck, our, our topping suck. We're going to fix that. And then the next thing was, uh, if you do this, you know, contactless this and all this stuff, and, and then snowball and snowball of all these different things, they're throwing shit at the wall and it's not sticking. Here's something else that's not going to stick. Domino's will tip customers $3 if they order pickup as to the chain tries to convince customers to skip delivery. Domino's will give customers who pick up online orders $3 coupons as a tip toward their next purchase. See how they get you? They got to get you coming back, get you coming back, like an honors card. That's what they should do. Just have an honors card or a frequent flyer card or something where you punch all the things, and then you get a free pizza, maybe two pizzas. You know, let's ante it up a little bit. Domino's CEO noted the lack of delivery drivers working for the actual store. Pizza chains were early winners in this pandemic, but sales have dipped. Domino's is offering a $3 discount to the customers who pick up their own orders as the latest sign to impact the lack of delivery drivers is having on the chain. So... Which is three dollars enough for you to go pick it up? Now with today's gas prices, uh, well, let's see. Normally the delivery range of a pizza delivery place is what? Five miles, maybe? Maybe five miles? They give you three bucks? You're gonna have to do something a little bit more than that. I think the fr- frequent flyer thing might work. Or frequent purchase or whatever. Frequent customer. My opinion, the name Domino's is synonymous with shitty pizza. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go say it. I'm gonna say it. Hungry Howie's, it's right in the name. I'm hungry. And if my name was Howie, that's me. Little Caesar's Pizza. Pizza, pizza. It's so good they named it twice. Uh, Godfather's Pizza, you can't find those guys anymore. Some people live and die and swear by them. Pizza Hut, of course, is in the name. Papa John's, they went through a whole lot of things. They've rebranded themselves, and they're doing well. Uh, But, I mean, Domino's, you've got to do something. Get rid of the blue and red. I don't know. Like It looks like a... Nothing about Domino's itself says pizza other than the word Domino's uh, reminds me of just shitty pizza. Change your colors. Change the logo. Change the name. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is is trying to do that right now. It's always going to be Dunkin' Donuts, but now, you know, let's let's go to Dunkin'. Let's go to Double D's or whatever they're changing it to. Domino's has really got to rebrand. It's not the pizza. If you if you create a, a good front, a good outline, a, a good staple for the front of the store, uh, maybe the pizza won't taste as bad. It won't look, <laughs> I won't feel as bad. Something that tastes really good that's been off the menu for a long time is the Mexican pizza over at Taco Bell. I've never had the Mexican pizza over at Taco Bell. A lot of people swear by it. They've been, you know, the hashtag bring back Mexican pizza Taco Bell has been trending for a long time. Well, guess what? There's one person in this world right now that could probably bring the Mexican pizza back uh, just by snapping her fingers. And that person right now, I believe, is Dolly Parton. And when I say that, she actually stood behind the Mexican pizza when they took it off the menu. The country music star is a living embodiment of the word icon and praises fast food, especially specifically Taco Bell, where she likes to order a soft shell supreme taco, rice and beans, and a mild sauce. And once upon a time, she ordered the Mexican pizzas. And when asked if she thought that Taco Bell should bring it back, she immediately applied, I think they should. You hear that, Taco Bell? Dolly Parton says the Southern Belle of country music says that she wants the Mexican pizza to come back and you should bring it back. So Taco Bell, 
pick that up. Now, something that they're actually calling what Dolly Parton is doing. Now, unfortunately, we lost Betty White at the beginning of this year, and she was she was the icon. She was the essential woman through times, woman through decades. I believe Dolly Parton is going to be the is going to take Betty White's place as far as uh, fulfilling that role. And that role is what they're calling now grand fluencers. Now, when I say grand fluencers, of course, we're just smashing words together now. This is older people and influencers promoting stuff on, on like social media platforms. So here we go. Here's a small little article about what actually a grand fluencer is. And for every podcast we do, we have a matching video, and you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. So here we go. Social media stars might move there. Good tax benefits. Seniors are becoming powerful content creators and influencers. And affectionately, as a group, they're being called grand fluencers. Jamie Ucas met several of these tech-savvy super-agers who are spreading positivity, smashing stereotypes, and making money as social media sensations. Fashion may come and go, but style is forever. And 68-year-old Lynn Slater is slaying it as an influencer. A journalist asked me once, what do you think about age and getting older? I said, just look at my photos. I'm performing. Wow, you can really dance. Their moves might be a little slower, but the old gaze, yes, that's their handle, are conquering TikTok with more than five and a half million followers. And Lonnie Pike is keeping it real. She goes by gray hair and tattoos. They're all part of a growing group of seniors inspiring and enlightening their much younger fans. That was the reason why I did become popular and I did become successful because I was conveying the this attitude. Look at how cool I am and I have gray hair and wrinkles and I'm not going to let anybody make me be invisible. It involves getting out of your comfort zone. For me, if I don't keep growing, that's when I'm going to wither up. Marketing strategist Rahel Marzi Hazen has helped companies connect with grandfluencers, presenting growth opportunities for both the seniors and established brands looking to expand their market. For younger people, they're really inspired when they see older influencers living their lives, dating, traveling, dancing. The time is ripe for senior influencers who have largely been overlooked. And the new partnerships can mean an economic boon for seniors. Do you guys want to take the Proform Pro 9000 home with you? Really? Senior influencers can make anywhere between $50 to tens of thousands of dollars for just one social media post. I probably worked about eight That'll help pay for the medication and stuff. My yearly salary as a professor. I am safe. I am free. Lonnie Pike's confidence and positivity have earned her close to a million followers on TikTok. I am 57 years old and I still get told that I'm going to regret my tattoos. I mean, come on. What's the most inspiring thing you've heard from a 20 or 30 year old? I have a lot of young moms reaching out to me. They're like, I no longer fear growing old. You don't have to fear age. I'm the same person at 57. I was at 25. I just have more tattoos and I drive a better car. <laughs> so there you go. Grand fluences are out there. So all you people over the age, I'm going to say 50 and not me, not yet. If you've got, you know, a, a niche, you want to be a grand fluencer, you know, start taking some pictures of yourself and get, get yourself out there. You know, when you start living, you start dying, I guess is the old saying that they go. All right, guys, when we come back, you ready for the Super Bowl? Well, you're not yet unless you get a keg of cheese. And I know my wife won't let me have this. We always argue about that as well. And we're also going to talk about, you ever heard of bunnies? Well, this young lady, unfortunately, this young girl had a whole herd of bunnies chasing her down. And we'll get into that here in just one sec. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Ladies and 
gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for, it's a world-famous Jackrabbit Slim's Twist Contest. Now let's meet our first contestants here this evening. Young lady, what is your name? Mrs. Mia Wallace. And uh, how about your fella here? Vincent Vega. All right, let's see what you can do. Take it away. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well. First and foremost, this is my Facebook page. What I choose to post does not require anyone's comments or opinions. If you do not like what is on my page, or what I choose to share, scroll on. I am not asking for your religious or political views. I'm a big girl and of my own. Thank you. I was raised a Christian. And I am proud to be an American. If this causes longtime high school friends to remove me from their friends list, then we were not friends to begin with. I'd never tell a true friend to see things my way or else. Everyone has their own opinions and everyone makes their own choices. Peace out. Skipping to the front of the line. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Excuse me, Shunny. Do you know where I can find some booty? Why your face so ugly? Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio. P R O P H E T Radio. Click on social contacts. You can find all the links that links us to you, you to us. Instagram, Twitter. Does anyone do Twitter anymore? LinkedIn, I'm over there as well. There's like 15 different things. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook as well. And we're doing a live stream every Wednesday. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and do all that stuff. And you can see us live here in the studio. And for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Once we're uh, done with production here, you can find that video as well over at the Deacon Live section of Profit Radio. Now, the Super Bowl's right around the corner. And unfortunately, some teams did not make it. And one team that did not make it is the Denver Broncos. Well, you're like, going, well, then maybe next year, maybe next year. Well, guess what? Now's your chance to make, maybe you can change their, thing for next year. And when I say that is, hold on, let's pause this. I got too much shit flying around here. Maybe you can help them change that for next year. And the way you do that is to buy them. That's right. The Denver Broncos are officially up for sale. The Pat Bowen Trust has begun the sale of the team announced this past Tuesday. Selling the NFL team is a complex processing involving numerous parties and the league's official procedures. Nonetheless, the trustees have hoped that the sale will be completed by the start of the 2022 NFL season. The Broncos are a special franchise that is part of the fabric of this region, uh, says the CEO, Joe Ellis. Whoever emerges as a new owner will certainly understand what the team means of this or all the great fans in this community. The Broncos became the first NFL franchise to go up for sale since the former Carolina Panthers, Jerry Richardson, began the process in December 2017, later selling the organization to David Tepper for the league record of $2.275 billion. That mark could easily be shattered with the payout of the Broncos. So if you want to buy the Broncos, you can buy them. Uh, I think starting bid, let's start at 50 bucks, and we'll go from there. Since 2015, no other NFL franchise has been sold in this way. Former owner Pat Bowen died in 2019 after a lengthy battle with Alzheimer. The court ruling on January determined that the rights of the first refusal agreement between Bowen and uh, Edgar Kaiser uh, is no longer valid and enforceable in any aspect. So that way it clears the way for a sale. So if you want to try to buy them, Denver Broncos. Maybe if we do a whole GoFundMe and uh, buy the Broncos, maybe me and you and maybe a couple of our friends could could buy them and do something. What am I going to do with a football team? I just run them into the ground. I wouldn't know what to do with them. All right, you go left, you go right. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting here uh, writing. seems like I'm writing checks to everyone, and there are really, really too many zeros on this. Not enough room on the bottom here in the memo to write what I'm doing here. Now, with every Super Bowl party, 
There's all the food, all the different things. They they run a big special on uh, all the food networks of, of what's the latest crave that everyone has, what's your Super Bowl meal, what's your Super Bowl party favors are going to be, and so on, and how to make all these things. Believe me, uh, as we get closer to the Super Bowl, you're going to see your whole t- entire TikTok feed, how to make the Super Queso, how to make the Super Chips, how to make this, how to make that for your Super Bowl party. Well, Hormel is no stranger to the Super Bowl the Hormel keg can pop up to 300 servings of molted chili cheese, and it can all be yours with a miracle of modern technology. Now get ready. Get your pens out there, little boys and girls. The sweepstake is so heartbreaking. Uh, you give a giant corporation your precious personal information to get a remote chance to win something that you really, really want. Some random dude named Bob ends up winning in your town that you've never heard of, and the company ends up with your info marketing, info for marketing purposes. Which is sad. I mean, that's the way it is. But Hormel is giving away a huge keg designed to pump out warm chili cheese. And because this thing looks amazing, and there could only be one winner, and you'll be able to call it your very own, you can see the Hormel device on the Hormel website sweepstakes. So here you go right here. Oh, Jesus Christ. Change screens here so you can see it. Tap into greatness. And it, it looks like a beer keg. And it's got the Hormel chili as the as the... The tap looks like you pump the center just like a regular keg. Oh, look at all the, all the, the guys pumping the keg like you would pump a normal keg. And it's chili cheese. Uh, cheese. It's not just cheese. It's not just chili. It's a mixture of the two. Let's see. Enter now. First name, last name, street address, all this stuff. I'll put this up on the uh, uh, Profit Radio website. And you guys can let me write this down. So I can, and you can see this. Go over to ProfitRadio.com. And I'll put the link up there on the on landing page there. And you can see that. Get your own Hormel chili. Now, here's the, here's the thing. If you win and you got it through us, I just want, all I want is a gallon. That's all I want. I just want a gallon. 10% of whatever's in that keg. Uh, everything has to be filled out before. Let's see. I don't know what the, the deadline is. But you can see all this information. Go over to ProfitRadio.com. I'll post it on the website as well. Now, the Great Golden Corral. My wife likes the breakfast over at Golden Corral. Uh, I've eaten there twice. Once in college, in between classes, and I never made it to my afternoon classes because everything on the Golden Corral menu and stuff was, was fried on the on the, the buffet. My wife and I went there one time for breakfast. We brought uh, my father-in-law, her dad, and we had breakfast there one time. And I was just like, ugh, I, how do people, no wonder we're so fucking fat. How, how do people eat this stuff all the time? Well, in Golden Corral, a brawl reportedly sparked by a misunderstanding over steak. So let's go to this article right now. And for a podcast we do, we have matching video as well. So you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here on the podcast. They call themselves America's number one buffet, the Golden Corral. But Friday night, it seemed like America's number one free-for-all. More than three dozen people were throwing fists and even throwing some chairs. Action News reporter Walter Perez is live outside the Golden Corral on the 1400 block of Salem. Walter, what is the latest on all of this? Well, Jim, we just did a Zoom interview with someone involved in that fight. Now, there's always two sides to a story, sometimes three. But Alexis Rios did give us really good insight into exactly what happened. Action News spoke with one of the people at the center of this melee that erupted inside the Golden Corral in Ben Salem this past. They're Friday. throwing chairs. They're throwing everything all over the place. Over a misunderstanding regarding a piece of steak. Rio says the person in front of him became angry with the cook because Rios received his steak first. He's trying to understand what you want. He's trying to give you what you want. 
I had a rare steak, which is a lot faster to cook than a well-done steak. That's why I got my steak first. First of all, that that's where the fight should have started. When the guy asked for a well-done steak, that's when the fight should have started right then and there. Rios thinks part of the reason things escalated so quickly is because everyone was wearing masks. And he believes the people involved had a hard time understanding what the others were saying. With COVID right now, mask and everything, nobody can hear nobody sometimes. There's a lot of commotion there. The cook... The, Cooks behind there are talking. Nobody can hear nobody. You have to speak up loud. Next thing you know, he says, that misunderstanding erupted into an all-out brawl. I grabbed the chair to defend myself, and then sooner or later, that was it. What do you mean defend yourself? How about get the fuck out of there? Because you don't know some of the some of those those people. <laughs> I'm just saying, those people in that place could have been packing. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, hush, hush. Heads were getting thrown. You name it, you can call it cups, glasses, everything, you name it. Officials from this Golden Corral franchise release a statement regarding the melee, reading in part, we notified the local authorities and they are investigating the incident. Thankfully, no serious injuries have been reported. The safety of our guests and our co-workers is our top priority. And Rios admits he is amazed everyone walked away relatively unscathed. Nobody was on the ground. Nobody got hurt. I got a bruise on my nose. My brother got a black eye. My brother got a, a, a lifted nail, and that was it. A lifted nail? What's a lifted nail? Because <laughs> he bent his finger back or something. So, a misunderstanding over a steak. Hey, where's my steak? Where's your steak? Where's my steak? I don't know. Give me one. Well, you got a mask on. Where's your steak? Fuck you. And then everything gets all hot and heavy. Man, thank God Golden Corral is not open at 2 o'clock in the morning when you have all the drunks and stuff coming out. Because that's that could be, I could see, uh, that could be even more catastrophous. All right, guys. One more segment, and we'll let you guys get back to what you got to do. Check out this little kid who's got this toy truck that I wish I had as a little kid. And he's pulling, he's doing like a, what do they call it, monster truck thing? Check this out. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live. I'll be right back. on Facebook. Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Slugs, Keyword, Buzz, Waste Boys, Profit, Bleedy, Radio. Radio. Dickheads, stay on the door if they think he's a righteous dude. Where's my swag? Where's my swag? Where's my swag? Where's my swag? You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. If you want to be heard on Deacon Live, we'd love to hear from you. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. There's a little blue bar at the very bottom right-hand side of the page. On the landing page, it opens up a microphone. Speak right into your tablet, your smartphone, your PC, your tablet, whatever you have. And uh, leaves a voicemail. Voice message comes right here to the podcast, and we'll play it on the very next podcast, being that this is for 
We'll play it on the very next podcast. And if you have any questions or anything for us here, uh, we'd love to answer them for you as well. Now, <laughs> cooking right now is actually causing more holes in the hole zones. It's actually doing more damage to the planet than we thought. When I say cooking, I'm talking about ga- gas top stoves. And you're like going, well, how can that be? How can gas top stoves cause a problem here on our planet? So the University of Stanford has done a study saying that your natural gas cooking stove, natural gas cooking stove, doesn't say propane, just says natural gas cooking stove, is leaked to climate warming because of methane gas. And you're like going, well, well, how the hell does that happen? Even when it's turned off. This is important because methane gas is such a potential potent greenhouse gas effect that affects our planet, even carbon dioxide. And it doesn't linger in the atmosphere nearly as long. Stanford scientists measured the methane released from cooking gas stoves in only 53 California homes. Give me a break. How many, what's the population of California? You only measured 53? They estimated how much methane is leaked each time you turn the knob in that second right before it lights. So they go, you know, click, 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 what, a second and a half? And then, the, and then it fires up. So that methane gas is leaving your stove and it's going up in your roof and through your attic and through your shingles or rock and gravel roof, whatever you got. And it's going all the way into the atmosphere. And they did that for 300 or I'm sorry, 53 homes. They also measured how much unburned methane is released during cooking. It's unlikely that the previous studies that they measure how much methane gas and, you know, leave it to freaking California. Oh, methane gas is, you know, ignore the fact how they got the natural gas. When they talk about fracking and they talk about doing all this stuff to our planet where they, they're bl- blasting water and air and stuff into our soil and br- breaking up our, our tectonic plates to get natural gas. But they're worried about our stoves. Is, is that what's killing us? Is, is that what's killing us really? Stanford is, is, is that what's killing us? The, the, the two and a half seconds that our stove doesn't light. Give me a break. Go, go study something else, you know, go study those, uh, baboon wolf spiders or something, the tarantulas over there. You guys team up together and figure out something. Now, speaking of gas. This gas station of the future will have treadmills, gardens, and solar panels, but no gas whatsoever. Here we go. <laughs> I know. A competition has asked people to design the service station of the future with electric vehicles being the dominant source of the new gas stations. The result looks very different than what we have today. And if you look at this picture right here, I guess this is what they've come up with. It looks like, you know what it looks like? looks like a rest area. Like when you're on the highway and stuff down 95 or I-10 and they got those little side rest areas where you can get snack machines and stuff and plug in your electric car. And there's going to be treadmills and stuff. Have you seen a rest area? They're <laughs> garbage. They are horrible. Now, they say sometimes they have to have security. Why do you have to have security at this remote location in the middle of the highway? Well, because weird things. Things happen. So this is a gas station that's going to be used for electric cars. The gas stations we know is an endangered species as long as electric vehicles gradually make a larger share of the cars on the road. Entirely new kinds of service stations will be needed to fuel our journeys. A new design competition has come up with a vision for those stations and what they might look like. Parkland a Canadian-based gas station operator with 3,000 locations in 25 countries is the main sponsor of this international competition to create an electric fueling station for the future. The winter entry has just been announced, and the design envisions a facility where the time it takes to recharge a battery, easily about a half hour or longer, is seeing an opportunity to rest, relax, and maybe explore. So I don't think... 
Are they going to rest and relax? I'm going to sit in my car for 30 minutes and play on my phone. Give me free Wi-Fi at this place. I don't care about the treadmill. And they're saying that some of these locations are going to be in what they call not really safe areas or remote locations. So again, you're, you're dealing with security. It's going to be, it's going to be those rest areas where you're just like, no, 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 we'll, we'll go to the next one. It's not going to, it's not going to be a fun thing to sit there and charge your car. I guarantee you it's going to be almost like the equivalent when it actually comes right down to it, it's going to be the equivalent of, you ever seen those uh, uh, car wash where you pull in, you put a couple quarters in the machine and you pressure wash your car. It's all in like a little cubicle or whatever, two sides, roof, and there's like five or six slots or 10 slots, depending on how big the thing is. That's what the new charging station is going to be. I don't want to look at anyone. I don't want to see anyone. Maybe there'll be a snack machine. They're going to be these really, really low, low tech places outside of the actual uh, environment because think about it you've got a service station that's servicing electric cars so on top of that you're going to have electric treadmills you're going to have all this other electric stuff in the building it's going to have solar panels oh my god great solar panels that'll last 10 years and then we can't recycle them and then something else happens there no you're going to have to plug into the main grid and i'm just i'm just being i'm just being realistic that's what i am i'm being realistic as far as what the new gas stations are going to look like or fuel stations now this guy right here could care less about any electric car out there right now this kid right here says i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it my way my dad used to tell me it wasn't the size of the dog in the fight but the fight in the dog and these principles apply to a video showing a missouri boy or missouri depending on what side of the country you're from is using his tiny truck to pull his big brother's adult sized truck now when i say that this is no power wheels all right this kid actually looks like he's got a full size probably one tenth scale maybe i don't know what I don't know how you do the 10th scale, but it's a 10th scale of what a Peterbilt, like the a day cab or, or a sleeper cab. And he calls the truck Rooster. And he's pulling his brother's, looks like a Scottsdale, jacked up truck and stuff. And he's pulling his truck with his truck. He's pulling his brother's truck with his truck. So here's this video right here. If you want to see this video, go over to Proper All Rate. All right, well. Go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on Deacon Live, you can see this video as well. So you can already hear, it's already getting started. Rooster over here says that his Wee Pete can pull the 85 square body, his his big brother's pickup. Waiting for him to pull out here, got the strap all ready to go. We're going to put Mama in the driver's seat to run the brakes just in case things get crazy. You know, like sled pulls, you know, got to have safeties. So uh, we'll get him out here and we'll get him hooked up. There he goes. Fires it up. All right. As she comes out, we'll get this on the road here. Come on, Ma. We're burning daylight. It sounds pretty tough. That's no power wheels. Someone has made this thing for them. Put it in neutral. Hit it. You ready? Hit it. All right. Let's see if you can do it. Do it. Go, Rooster. Oh, yeah. Look at her work. Look at her work. Looks like a tractor pull. I'm waiting for the engine to blow out the side. <laughs> All right. Kill it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rooster in his truck. He's got a little, it looks like someone made that truck for him. And so he was pulling that Scottsdale. That Scottsdale pretty heavy. That's a, that's all metal truck right there. That's good American steel is what they call it in the business. That's American steel. And speaking of American steel, 
This video right here is going to steal your heart. This little girl right here, I guess, lives on a little bunny ranch. <laughs> She's got uh, treats and stuff in her hands, and it's her job to go out there and feed all the rabbits. And if you want to see this video as well, go over to ProfitRadio.com. So she goes out there with a bag of treats, and all these hundreds and hundreds of bunnies chase her up and down the, the rabbit pen, and she's freaking out. Becca. Becca. She can't move. All the rabbits are around her. And they're all chasing her. Shake the bag. All the rabbits. Feed us. Feed us. <laughs> Never so many hungry bunnies in one place. So it was like a huge rabbit run and stuff. And there's probably 100 or so rabbits out here. This is in Brazil. <laughs> run, run. <laughs> Watch them all chase a little hippity hoppity butts up and down. All right, guys. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening. Oh, she fell. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for uh, listening to us, downloading us, uh, being a part of the podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you out there. We're going to let you guys get back to what you got to do. My name is The Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.